following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah, I used to be a liberal, too. They use it to push a far-left political agenda in this country that is not only destroying our schools and damaging our kids, but is destroying and damaging our culture. Based on faulty premises. How did this happen? And I just think it's, again, it's a part of the decline of all things that were once rather sacred. But we ha- we are having our young people absolutely indoctrinated in both public education and higher education. Correct the record of what is truth and what is fiction. God's seed has a root structure that's incorruptible and you might not see green for many years. Yep, I used to be a liberal too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still, still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com. That's missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news articles and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to read my articles on our website, of course, and also on the American Family Association blog, The Stand, at Olive Tree Views, at LifeSiteNews.com, on WND.com, and elsewhere out on the web. And be sure to check out our School Corruption and Propaganda Calendar. It's an article right on our website at missionamerica.com. So what is it with radicals trying everywhere they can today to get obscene sex education in front of young children? Now, if you are considering, and I know many of you are listeners and you are being led by the Lord or your own uh, sense of a burden about this, if you are considering if and when you might get involved in a fight like this, because they're out there, folks. They're in Ohio. They're in other states as well. Uh, we can learn a lot from people like our guest today. Our guest today is Jennifer Kratke. She's a mom and a, an activist, and she can tell us more about her background from Austin, Texas. And she got very involved in a recent very, very controversial situation in the schools there. And it's a situation that keeps presenting itself around the country. So we need to be on alert. So welcome, Jennifer, to Mission America Radio. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so glad you were able to join us today and tell us about what you had happen in Texas. Um, Tell us about how you were, you first got involved in what was going on down there, how you learned about it, and and, uh, you're a mother. And tell us about your family, too. Yes, I'm a mom here in Austin, Texas. I've got two children enrolled in Austin ISD uh, in elementary school. I've got a first grader and a fifth grader. Mm-hmm. Uh, my husband and I are, are both native Texans, and um, we both graduated from the University of Texas here in Austin and um, have been in the Austin area for almost 20 years. And, and um, Yeah, and so what, what did you learn about the school system then? Tell us about that. Well, we had always been pretty happy with our school. We kind of live in the suburbs of Austin. Um, I found out about all of this. Uh, The school district sent a survey last fall about um, revamping our sex ed curriculum. 
And, you know, looking through the survey, some of the things on it were, you know, shocking to me, uh, some of the topics that they were proposing to be introduced to children. So I started paying attention. You know, I, I started attending meetings and, and answering these kind of surveys and, you know, meeting more people uh, just within the last year. And I just, I learned so much about how the school district, the school board and the school administration was kind of administering and, and operating these um, decisions. And it just became more and more disturbing. Wow. And so what, what was the first thing that alerted you uh, to the fact that there might be a problem? Well, my daughter's in fifth grade, and um, this, the initial survey I received had a topic of gender identity and sexual orientation um, for elementary school students. And I just couldn't believe that that would be you know, necessary to uh, teach in elementary school. Yeah. Um, and furthermore, the survey that they sent out would list several topics and say, simply parents what grade do you think this is appropriate to teach children and the options were third grade fourth grade fifth grade or all of these grades there was no option on the survey to select none of these grades right. i don't want this topic at all right right so 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 it's funny the school district throughout this process has continued to claim oh 95% of parents you know approve of this curriculum that's an outright blatant lie because there was, like I said, there was no option to select on the survey. No. Yeah. Right. So this was a year ago fall, right? Yeah. Yes. So, okay. So you've gone through this time and now I was kind of keeping up with this a little bit. It seemed like they were listening to you for a while. Am I wrong about that? And then, and then all of a sudden it went the other way. It, it all this radical stuff was accepted. Am I well, correct about that? Sort of. My understanding, the more I learn on this and other other decisions and other topics that have been made in our school district, is that administration and school board kind of has a history of making a decision and then kind of shaping all of the f- fake feedback from parents to, to um, reinforce that decision. Like I said, as far as the decision of the top, which topics would be taught, Mm-hmm. It was already decided, and then they just kind of made made a whole fake, you know, feedback um, thing, and um, didn't really. There was never a true intention, from my from my perspective, to co-create, you know, or and really mm-hmm. listen to all the different, um, you know, parts of parents that that want to um, have input into this. So it was just a show, a dog and pony show, really, just to kind of appear to be getting consensus, but not really listening. Oh, yes. Yes. I've heard that they have really hired uh, who they want, you know, for their agendas that they want. Um, And kind of uh, even there's uh, board members who have been kind of conspiring with certain uh, parent groups on this issue. Mm. In in case you're just joining us. We have had Christian, we have had Christian moms apply to be on the, Student Health Advisory uh, Committee who were denied entry on on the committee, which is wow. supposed to be representative of the community. Mm-hmm. Of course, wow! And I wanted to just tell our listeners, in case you're just joining us, we're talking with Jennifer Kratke, who is a mom and uh, ha- has become an activist on the issue of fighting the radical sex education program. And 
and she's down in Austin, Texas, where they just went through a huge situation. So, um, so tell us a little bit about, um, then I saw, uh, a news conference video of a news conference with a number of you folks, um, including folks from Texas values. I think that organization, uh, and then the whole thing was disrupted by, <laughs> by people jumping in front of the camera. Tell us about, were you, were you involved in that? Were you there? Yes, I was there. Um, I was actually supposed to speak at that press conference. Um, mm. This was, uh, so the full lessons were released in September for review. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of us parents really started realizing how bad this really was and right. started getting involved and the word started getting out. And the vote on it was scheduled for October 28th. So, so we're talking a period of not even six weeks here. <laughs> wow. between when the full lessons were reviewed and when the school board was to vote on it. Mm-hmm. So we uh, coalesced together and scheduled a press conference to be held a full three hours before the school board meeting was to start, thinking that that would be a peaceful time. Mm-hmm. We could have our own you know, private press conference and say um, our thoughts on it and uh, disseminate that video to our supporters and our viewers. And right as the press conference began, um, a transgender activist uh, group stormed in and just got right in our faces and completely interrupted our peaceful press conference. They had megaphones. They had party horns. uh, They were waving flags. And like I said, actually really getting up right in our faces and making us unable to hold our press conference. Yeah. In other words, silencing our voice. In the most childish and ridiculous way possible. This is how the tyrants are behaving so often these days, because I've been a victim of that several times myself. Um, and it just, they, this is how, what they do. Um, and you guys yeah, were very, it, you were very organized and it looked like it was going to be a very nice uh, statement of your voice being heard. And of course you were denied that. Yes, we had several parents and several pastors, and like you said, Texas values, um, you know, policy experts, um, just to give, it was only supposed to be, I believe, maybe a 20-minute press conference. Like I said, very peaceful, quiet, you know, we didn't have any noise, you know, makers or bullhorns or anything. We were just taping it with our own camera, and like I said, we were completely disrespected and shut down. Um, Another interesting aspect is that... um, a man with a bullhorn kept accusing us of being, you know, old white ladies, you know, saying white, like, uh, you know, accusing of racism, it seems yeah, like. Right. But the funny thing is, is that about half of our group against this curriculum are Hispanic members of our yeah. community. Right. In fact, one, one of the men who, you know, delivered his... Um, his opinion in our press conference was a Hispanic father who delivered his um, speech in, in Spanish. Yeah. Uh, we had children there, um, <laughs> holding yeah. kittens. I mean, it was just <laughs> supposed to be a pro, a pro family, you know, pro traditional values, um, you know, plea to co-create something that we can all agree on. Right. What what a wonderful constructive approach you had compared to the disruptive, hateful, and deceptive approach to the other side. It took a long time to roll out, too, even letting you have very little input uh, in a very short period of time. I want to talk about the content of 
what you found out, and I, I looked online a little bit, um, some of the material on the Austin uh, School D- District website, and found, and this is a national trend of these of these extremists, um, that they are they started out using as a uh, basic plat uh, framework these national sexuality standards, which are not age appropriate, not pro life. They are uh, promoting the option of abortion, uh, homosexuality, gender confusion, even starting at the K through three level. I mean, this is unbelievable. What, what, yes. what did you th- Go ahead. And like I said, that is the first thing that got my attention. Like I said, my daughter's a fifth grader, and fifth grade is the the, the time when these lessons in Austin ICE will inter- start introducing um, something they call the gender-bred person. Mm-hmm. Have you seen this? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. yes. It's a shape of a gingerbread cookie, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, to make it appealing to young children. And it it points to a picture of the brain, a colorful brain inside of the gingerbread man that, that, that talks about gender identity, signaling that, you know, your brain is what determines your gender. Um, and then it differentiates, you know, the sex determined by genitalia and then also has a picture of his heart and his chest, naming that as, um, you know, sexual attraction. Yeah, it, it's so deceptive. That has been used um, all over the country. And, it, it you know, the, the idea that we keep hearing is that, oh, children, we're, we're not targeting children. Yes, they are. Uh, for whatever reason, uh, children are the main target here, and it's graphic and gross sexualization of kids. So, you yeah, know, it, yeah, the go ahead. gender stuff is really confusing um, yes. children. I have heard stories that kids, it, it makes them doubt themselves, you know, doubts their own physical bodies. Um, makes them wonder if something's wrong with them, you know, to be told that they could be born in the wrong body. It also makes them question, you know, wow, am I going to wake up tomorrow and be a boy instead of a girl? Right. You know, it just gives them confusion and doubt. Um, in addition, on this gender-bred uh, sheet, it says, it's funny how to say this is medically accurate, but it says sex is assigned at birth. Assigned at birth, yeah. That's the phrase they use. No, it's not. It's revealed at birth. It's not assigned like, oh, gee, we had Uh too many girls in the OB, you know, delivery room uh, recently. So we'll have to assign you boy. No. Well, I think I think it dehumanizes the baby in the womb. Exactly. Exactly. It it diminishes the create the clear, um, verifiable, factual um, creation of God. Uh, and even if you don't believe in God, people observe that, yes, humans are male or female. You know, it's just amazing. We're talking with Jennifer Kratke, who is a mom, an activist, and has been one of a many, a, a large group, but they weren't listened to very much, in Austin, Texas, who stand up against, uh, stood up against a radical sex education program there. And they're all over the country, pro-Planned Parenthood, pro-LGBT, and We have to watch out for this, friends. We are going to uh, talk to Jennifer more about the details of some of these programs and some of what's being proposed in Austin. And it's kind of the same we're hearing all over the country. Stay with us here on Mission America Radio. This is Linda Harvey. We'll be right back following these messages. 
Today's program is pre-recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda. And we're talking today about a sex education controversy in Austin, Texas, which is similar to what's cropping up all over the country, friends. Planned Parenthood has joined with, uh, and other uh, pro-abortion groups have joined with the homosexual and gender confusion lobbying groups and targeting kids and introducing the most radical, obscene, frankly, pornographic sex education into even uh, as young as middle school and some aspects of it into elementary school. So get ready. It may be coming to your local uh, school, and you may want to get involved in this fight. We're talking with Jennifer Kratke, who is a mom in Austin, Texas, and she's filling us in on what happened down there. So, Jennifer, so tell us a little bit about the fact that this they went for, in Austin, they went for their model program of, uh, ultimately to Canada. What's up with that? Yes. Well, we are fortunate in Texas to still have a majority conservative uh, state. You know, living in Austin, it's called the blueberry and tomato soup, if you will. (laughs) Kind of a liberal enclave. That's good. And this spring in our Texas legislature session, uh, they passed Senate Bill 22, which banned any governmental entities, even on the local level, so city, councils, school boards, it banned them from paying any money of any type to any abortion providers. And so Mm -hmm. that is actually what um, nixed our school board's initial plan of using Planned Parenthood's Mm -hmm. curriculum. Okay. So what they did is they, our school board scrambled over the summer because that bill was passed in June. They scrambled in the summer to find something that they wouldn't have to pay for. And what they found was Alberta Health, which is a Canadian abortion provider, to provide them some of this curriculum for free. And it's unbelievable. I didn't go through the whole thing, but I went through sixth grade and I was stunned. I mean, I couldn't once I got through the entire thing at first, you think this isn't so, so bad. Oh, but wait, it gets way worse. So tell us about that. And maybe you you know about that particular one. Yeah. And that's kind of what I call the smoking gun. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I really got involved uh, was when I saw the full middle school lessons. You know, like I said, my daughter's in fifth grade, so she'll be starting middle school, sixth grade Mm -hmm. next year. And I was horrified to see what they call uh, sexual STI, so sexually transmitted infection role play scenarios. Right. And it's it's a list of 12 scenarios. This is from Alberta Health, the Canadian abortion provider, uh, for sixth graders. And it lists these very explicit, uh, mature scenarios. Um, I mean, it's talking about uh, people having multiple sexual partners, uh, being diagnosed with gonorrhea, uh, sharing needles at, at tattoo parties. In, um, in middle school, in middle school. In sixth grade. So we're yeah. talking 11 and 12-year-olds. Yes, it's completely age-inappropriate. And then these, these role plays are, are to be assigned to the children in these sex ed classes, and they are to be uh, role-played in front of the class and have them discuss, you know, you know, pretend that these things are happening to them and, and role play how they would, you know, solve these problems. And so when I saw this, among other things, um, I started 
calling, texting, emailing all my friends, anyone I could think of who has children in AIC public school. And I said, have you reviewed these new sex ed lessons? And 39 out of 40, you know, said, no, is there something you'd be concerned about? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Parents just aren't, they're not paying attention. No, they're not. No. And, and granted, this curriculum presented for review was a thousand pages in length um, and multiple YouTube videos to watch. It takes many hours to go through all of this, but we've got to do it. Right. We've got to get involved in what, you know, they're wanting to teach our children and uh, anyway, so I would send them a screenshot of this particular page, and everyone was horrified. I mean, mm-hmm. even my non-Christian friends, right. I've been talking to, I talk to a lot of people. I'm engaged in my community in many different ways, and most people don't want this. They don't agree with this. They don't agree that this is age-appropriate and necessary for this age. That's the case, the, the situation. It's not just Christian conservatives. Once people actually sit down and look at it, everybody, like 95% of people are horrified. They go, what? Yeah. What? You're not, you're kidding yeah. me. Oral and anal sex being taught about, you know, in middle school? I mean, come on. Yeah. And then the, the issue is, other thing is, Putting these children in front of the whole class in these role-playing is humiliating. Do we not know that there's going to be reaction, teasing, bullying, you know, mocking on on social media after that, and we're all worried about bullying? I mean, this is such a setup to really destabilize Mm -hmm. kids. It just drives me crazy. Okay, let's talk about what parents can do. I mean, you just said the one thing is you have to get involved, but... What can what what else can parents do? What advice would you give people? Well, they need to pay attention. They need to uh, look at what's going on. They need to um, be in contact and communication with their school board representatives. They need to run for school board themselves. Mm-hmm. You right. know, I'm sorry to say it, but Christians have been asleep on this issue, and we need to wake up. We need to care about uh, voting. In every election, on the most local levels, are so important. I'm so sick of hearing Christians tell me, well, I only vote for president and, and governor. No, you need to research those running for school board, those running for your tech, your house uh, seat. House of Re- Representatives. State yeah. senators. Um, and you need to, uh, you know, maybe make a little camp- campaign donation to those that you, um, that hold your values. Right. Right, exactly. And and judgeships, the courts are incredibly important, even at the local level. And you can find out everything you need to know, really, just by Googling people. So it's pretty easy oh, yeah. to do. It's not hard. It, t- it just takes a little bit of time. And even if you don't have that time, ask a friend. Everyone, you know someone who is politically engaged or reach out to um, public policy uh, organizations that have your values, that have voter uh, endorsement, you know, recommendation sheets and go off of that. But we've got to vote we have in to. every election, and then you've got to get involved in your school board. Just be aware. You've got to be willing to talk about these things. Like I said, the more people I talk to, the more encouraged I get that yeah. um, this is meeting all different kinds of people that, that parents don't want this. We just need to stand up and be yeah. vocal about it. Well, Jennifer, I am so glad you have joined us today and helped our listeners to understand more about this because um, we really do need to get involved. I ask my listeners to pray for you and pray for possibly a solution in Austin and then to get involved in Ohio or wherever else I, people around the country listen to our program. So 
Thank you, Jennifer, so much. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. And thank you so much for um, everything you do. Thank you, friends out there, those of you who have gotten involved. Now I'm asking for more of you to get involved. And don't be afraid. Just remember, friends, just remember, with God, all things are still possible. Have a great day.